Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually his praise shall continually his praise shall continually be in my mouth I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually his praise praise shall continually his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Dear God, in, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you for a good day today, for a beautiful morning. We thank you for, for your people all around the world. We, we thank you for food, clothing, water, shelter, and money in our pockets. We appreciate you for what you've done to us, through us, and for us. We adore you, we magnify you, we glorify you, we exalt you, and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will keep us safe from dangers seen and unseen. Help us to protect us from all hurt, harm, and danger, and to help us with all of our problems, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, strength, redeemer, guide, protector. Amen. 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 God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. This is the day that he has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. We do thank God for 
another privilege, another opportunity to enjoy the land of the living one more time. Listen to me, my brothers. Listen to me, my sisters. Everyone who went to sleep last night did not wake up to see this day. It is and it was a blessing of our creator for you and for me to wake up and see this new day that God has made. We owe him thanks. The first thing that comes out of your mouth or my mouth when we wake up and see another day is thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just just thank God. Whatever is happening that we wish didn't happen or whatever is happening that we wish was happening better, let us start our day with thanks and appreciation to our creator for allowing us to see it. Thousands of people went on to eternity last night all around the world. Thousands of people, some of them waking up in the presence of God and of the angels where there be no more weeping, crying or pain. Some of them have waken up today in eternal darkness, never to see the light of day again burning and on fire, suffering, wondering, why didn't somebody tell me about this place? Why didn't somebody warn me? This is why we are here every day, my brother and my sister, with, uh, with the hopes and with the prayers that, that souls will uh, be convicted and converted and escape the eternal damnation that is waiting for those. Look at what look at our topic for today. Those who are perishing. Those who are perishing. Now, now the Lord is dealing with me. God says, Robert, those who are perishing. I didn't say those who know that they are perishing. To listen to me, my brother and my sister, it's not a prerequisite to perish, to perishing, to know that you are perishing. Those who are perishing, the Lord just flashed in my spirit, the rich man in the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Bible says he dressed in linen, lived in luxury, dressed in purple and fine linen every day. In other words, he had a beautiful life in this life. He had no idea that he was on his way to hell. Look, Knowing that you on your way to hell and being on your way to hell are two different things. Look at our topic for today. Those who are perishing nowhere in this, these scriptures that we are about to look at, does it say that they know that they're perishing? The scripture talks about how fish have no idea that they are about to be trapped in a net. You have fishermen every day all over the world throwing out the nets. The fish that are swimming, they, they're just doing what they normally do. They have no idea that they're about to be trapped in the net until they are dragged up on the boat. So it is with men and women. When it comes down to death or when it comes down to, to being sent to to uh, 
to hell. Many people have no idea. The scripture talks about how the people in Noah's day, right before the flood, came and killed and basically wiped out all of humanity. Bible says they were eating and drinking and giving into marriage, had no idea of what God was getting ready to do. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for me. May we be aware of God's next move. One thing God will always do, and, I, and I've seen him do it with me. You know, God will always send a prophet to warn people about what he's getting ready to do. He will always send a prophet. Now, whether we choose to listen or whether we fail to listen or, or whether we believe it or whether that's all of that is our business, but God will send a prophet. Bible says that surely, for look this scripture up for me. I want to take a look at it. Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without first revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. Does nothing. God's next move is going to be announced by his prophets. God's next move is going to be revealed to his prophets. Where is that scripture? Amos, what? Amos 3 and 7. Children of God, if you would, uh, turn with me to Amos 3. On verse 7. Amos writes, to the people of God, surely. In other words, you don't even have to worry about this. This is this is guaranteed. Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without first revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to let us know? My spirit is actually going to the bishop that had invited us to Kampala, Uganda uh, a couple of years ago. Now, we were trapped in Kampala, Uganda for about seven months when the corona plague hit. And this bishop that invited us, he had a pretty sizable congregation. He invited me and my team over. We had team members coming from uh, Nigeria, team members coming from Cote d'Ivoire, team members coming from different countries. But before the pandemic plague hit, this bishop had prophesied to his listeners maybe about in 2000, you can go back and check it on the internet, in about 2016 or so, he said that God had showed him that an airborne disease was coming and that a number of people were going to be sick, number of people were going to, be, were going to die. It, it was an, an exact description of corona plague that hit. Well, what did God do? He revealed his plan to his servant, 
the prophet. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, you know, hear, you know, hear, O Israel. Why? Because prophet in essence is saying, I'm announcing to you God's next move. I'm announcing to you a portion of God's next move to us. But those who are perishing, they don't want to hear the prophet. They don't think what the prophets have to say is important. They think they can just keep doing what they've been doing. People just kept doing what they had been doing in Noah's day. Then all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, but it wasn't out of nowhere. It is what Noah had been announcing for 120 years. Now, maybe because of the length of time, that it took for God to get people. Because sometimes, you know, it, it seems like God is slack concerning his promise. You know, it's about like children. They do something crazy and then maybe the mother or the father doesn't get them right then. So they get emboldened to, to keep doing something crazy or to do something crazier, thinking that mama or daddy is not going to get me. I can just keep doing this crazy thing. Then all of a sudden, in Noah's day, all of a sudden, God sent rains that just wouldn't stop. All of a sudden, God have to blast you or me, my brother or my sister. We don't want to play those kinds of games. You know, we don't li want to live in a fearful expectation of when when is God going to get me? We want to try to make the necessary changes so that we don't have to be a part of those who are what? Perishing. That's our topic. We're going to be working from a topic, those who are perishing, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. And we're going to kick off from there, children of God. The Apostle Paul writes to us, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. We're going to work from our simple thing, those who are perishing. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Again, Father, we want to pause reverently to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing. We are glad in it. Thank you, Father, for life for health, for strength, the ability to walk, talk, think, feel, praise, sing, dance, worship. We, we thank you, Father. We thank you. We know that you do these things to us and through us and for us so often that if we are not careful, we can take them for granted. But Father, we don't want to do that. We want to appreciate you. We want to reverence you. We want to acknowledge that you have been 
better than good to us. You have been perfect. Again, Father, we ask that you forgive us of the lust of the flesh, forgive us of the lust of the eye, the pride of life, these things that are a part of our sinful selves that are troubling us, but one day will no longer cease to trouble us. We ask for you to have mercy upon us. Speak to us, Father, speak through us and speak for us. Use these earthly vessels to share your good, pleasing and perfect will with your people. That your name, Heavenly Father, which is above every other name, will be glorified, honored and praised. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed that God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. Those who are perishing. One of the ways that you and I can tell because we have two groups we are looking at in our selected scriptures. Understand my brother, understand my sister. There are only two types of people in humanity. There are those who are perishing and there are those who are being saved. My prayer for every one of us May we be a part of the latter. May we be a part of those who are being saved. Think about things from God's perspective, my brother or my sister. God is sitting on the throne in heaven right now with angels bowing before him with heaven and earth, adoring him, living creatures praising him and giving him glory. And God is looking down at little us, scurrying about doing our little things here on earth. And God is only seeing us in two dimensions. Those who are being saved, those who the Lord shared something with me years ago that that inside god said robert i already know every soul that i'm going to bring up here to spend eternity with me and i already know every soul that i would have to send to the lake of fire and burning sulfur for all eternity ah, now you know we preach and we teach and we go into all the earth and share the gospel. God said, I already know. You under the sound of my voice, God already know whether you and I are going to be saved or whether you and I are going to be sent to hell for all eternity. God already knows. God already knows. Now understand this, my brother. Understand this, my sister. Scripture says that there will be many now, now, this is not some isolated event. The Bible says there will be many 
who have cried, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied or preached, teach in your name? Have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not done many miracles and wonderful works in your name? And the Lord will have to tell them plainly on judgment. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. I never knew you. Into the place prepared for the devil and his angels. My brother, my sister, may that not be your end. May that not be my end in the name of Jesus. You say, Apostle, what is it? That is so terrible about these individuals mentioned. These were individuals from the. What we see in scriptures, they thought. They had a relationship with God. They thought. They were doing. What God wanted them to do, they thought. But they thought wrong. I encourage you, my brother, I encourage you, my sister, don't think. No. Bible says well, we need to make our calling and our election sure. We need to know. Um, one of the things that, that has happened to me since I experienced a stroke, children of God, about a little more than four years ago, um, my walking and my movements have been altered and I thank God that he's bringing my walking and my movements back but but one of the things that I have to be very aware of now on this right side of my body is I have to be very conscious of my steps because if I take the wrong step or I try to walk too fast or I'm not sure that this right foot is down, uh, sometimes it will not be. Now, most of us, when we are healthy and feeling good, we don't even have to think about where our feet are. We can just get up, walk to the kitchen, not even look down or not. Even, but that's not the case with me anymore. I have to be sure of where that I have put this foot. I, I even have to at times hear this foot hit the ground before I can take a step with my left foot. In other I have to be sure. Well, that is very similar to what we need to do as children of God. We need to make our calling, make our election Sure, we don't want to stand before our creator on a judgment thinking that because we were pastoring, thinking that because we were a bishop, thinking that because we were an elder or a mother, deacon, saint, a friend, that we were all set. Because the scripture says there will be many. Look that scripture up. Type in, there will be many who have cried, Lord Lord, in other words, many who thought they were saved, many who thought they were sanctified, many who thought they were, and the Lord will tell them plainly. Where is that? Matthew? Yep. Matthew what? Chapter Matthew chapter 7 and verse what? 
Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Matthew 7 and 21, Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. See, see, rather than you and I saying that we are saved, I would rather God says that we are saved. Do you understand what I'm saying? Rather than you and I saying we have a relationship with God, I would rather God says that you and I have a relationship with God. Not every, look at it, not everyone who says to me. See, it's a difference between at times what we say to God and what God says to us. May we not say to God only that we are his sons or he are, we are his daughters, but may God say to us, come on, somebody help me preach, that we are his sons, we are his daughters. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, and the Lord is sitting back saying, you, you said you saved, you said you were born again, you said you, you, you. but God said, I, I didn't say it. We want to make sure that God says that we are saved, that God says that we are in a relationship with him, that God says we are his sons and his daughters. And the Lord is bringing in my spirit right now. When Jesus Jesus uh, got baptized, voice spoke and said, this is my beloved, what? Son. May God say to you, May God say to me, may God say about you, may God say about me that this is my beloved, what, son? Not us saying only that the Lord is our father or the Lord, Lord, or we are saved. May God say about us that we are his beloved son. God said about Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. May God say that about you. And may God say that about me in the name of Jesus Christ. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. I want to encourage you today, my brother. Encourage us. Let's do the will of God in heaven. Now, there's no way that we are going to do the will of God. God says, if you don't know the will of God. See. Now, when I coached, sometimes I would have instructions for my players in the huddle. And sometimes my players might be talking to one another while I was telling them the instructions of what we plan to do. And when I would see them talking I, or, or not paying attention, I would ask them, how do you plan to know what to do 
when you get out there on the floor and you are not paying attention in the huddle. And many times, oh, oh, sorry, coach. Sorry, coach. Okay. All right. Pay attention. Well, that in essence is what God is saying to you and God is saying to me. Pay attention. How are we going to know what God's will is for us in the earth? We don't want to listen to God. We don't want to pay attention. We don't want to listen to his prophets, his apostles, his pastors, his teachers, his event. Pay I want to encourage you. Pay attention. So that we will know what God's what? Will is. Look at verse 22. Many will say to me, many. God said, this is not going to be a few, Robert. This is not just a few people. This is scary, children of God. This is scary. Many, saith the Lord, will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name? Didn't we perform miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. My prayer for you, I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to. But I pray for you. I pray for me. May we not just claim to know God. But may God claim to know us. Jesus said, I never knew you. I, I never had an intimate relationship with you. Now, you you thought we had one. You thought we would. But God says, I never had an intimate relationship with you. Away from me, you evildoers. So my prayer for every soul. May we be, may we be known by God. May we be known by God. And not have to be a part of this mass of deceived humanity. Matt, there will be many. Lord said, the Lord said this now, not, not just Apostle Brian. This is what the Lord said. There will be many on judgment day who thought they were saved, thought they were sanctified, thought they were in a relationship with God. And Lord, I have to tell them, nope. No, it's better to find out early than to find out late. It reminds me of the necklace that I thought was gold for many years. I thought a necklace that I had was real gold and that if I ever got into a tight situation, I would sell the necklace because I thought that it was gold. Well, I got into a tight situation. And I sent the necklace to the goldsmith to appraise it for me. And the goldsmith had to let me know, Apostle, this necklace is not gold. I was shocked because for years I thought that necklace was real. But the goldsmith knew that that, gold, that necklace was not. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? Make our calling and our election. Make sure that we know God and that God knows us. 
make sure. See. Well, back to First Corinthians chapter one and verse eighteen. So the two types of people those who are perishing, those who are being saved. Now, now understand, look at what it says. The key word there is being. Because understand, my brother and my sister, you might want to write this down. Salvation is a what? Process. It's a process. You and I are in the process. Now, what the Lord just flashed in my spirit was... It's a difference between finished taking your bath and being in the bathtub getting clean, okay? When you finish taking your bath, you have already what? Gotten clean. But when you are in the bathtub with the soapy water and the bubbles and the, the, the scrubbing brush and what, you are in the process. Well, understand that you and I are in the process of being saved. And the message of the cross is the soap and the water. See? Now, without soap and water in natural, what kind of bath are you and I going to take without soap and water? Somebody talk, none. Well, without the message of the cross, you and I are not going to be saved. So we we constantly, we just like we constantly want soap and water while we are taking our bath to get clean, we constantly want the message of the cross while we are in the process of being saved. You say, Apostle, what, what does that mean? That's why I'm here preaching and teaching every day. Not just to you. God is preaching and teaching me. You can't preach and teach others unless you allow yourself to be what? Preached and taught too. How did Moses know what to tell God's people all those years in the wilderness? He had to first hear from who? God. So we don't want it. it check yourself. How do you feel about the message of the cross? How do you feel about the apostles' doctrine? And how do you feel if it's not important to you? You don't feel like it's necessary. Then it's it's good chance that you are part of those that are perishing. It's a good chance. You 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 can check yourself. Am I Lord? Am I am I those that are perishing? Am I those that are being saved? Those that are being saved understand and realize the importance of the message of the cross. Those that are being saved understand the importance of hearing the word of God. Those that are being saved understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Those that are saved, they see the word, the preaching and teaching of God's word as an integral most important part of their life. How do you feel about preaching and teaching of the word of God? Because you are either being saved or you are perishing. 
and how you respond to sound doctrine, sound message of the cross, sound determines what will let you know right now whether you are perishing or whether you are being saved. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we submit ourselves to the message of the cross. Because the message of the cross, watch this now, it's, it's different things to different people. We're about done, children of God. Now, the message of the cross is what to those who are perishing? One word. Foolishness. But to those of us that are being saved, it is it's the power of God. It's, it's how we're able to be blessed. It's how we're able to, to, to carry on. It's how we're able to be saved. It's how we're able to be cleansed. The message of the cross is different things to different people. Now, which one are you? Because how you see God's word lets me to know what I'm dealing with. Everybody we see is either being saved or is perishing. You think the message of the cross is foolishness? You think the teaching of the apostles is foolishness? Ah, you got feel like you got better things to do, more important things. Is it? Then that lets me know I'm just dealing with those who are perishing. But for those who are being saved, my prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice, those who are hearing these words now, those who are hearing these words 20 years from now, my prayer for you is that the message of the cross, you'll see it and understand that it is the power of God. It is how God communicates to us, his little children. God speaks to us through his word. How do you, how do we expect to hear from God if it's not by his word? Faith comes by hearing. How do you communicate with your son or your daughter? How do you communicate with your wife or your husband? It's through words. God communicates with us through words. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. God is talking to you. God is talking to me. God is talking through you. God is talking through me, child of God. Let him talk. Let him talk. Let God talk, because this is how God lets us to know what his next move is, what his plan is, what he's going to do, who he's going to use, who he's going to send. It, this, it. And you don't want you don't want to hear. Oh, I don't want to hear. Then that just proves we're perishing. We're part of the group that is perishing. May that not be our portion. In the name of Jesus. May we hear. God will send his prophecy. Say hear. O Israel. Hear. First thing. Hear. Message 
of the cross. Those who are perishing, message of the cross is one thing. Those who are being saved, message of the cross is another thing. Which one are you? Which one am I? Verse 19, this is a promise from our creator. Because see, to some of us, it may be more important to hear what politicians have to say. Maybe we don't want to hear the word because we want to hear what uh, the wise men, what we perceive as wise men or wise women or our stockbroker, our analyst, listen to what God says. For it is written. God said, Robert, I've already decided on this matter. I will destroy what? The wisdom of the wise. Now, he's not talking about the wisdom of those who are wise in the word of God. He's talking about earthly, unspiritual wisdom. God said, I'm going to destroy all that, all that nonsense, Robert. Men spending all types of years studying and, and God said, I'm going to destroy all of that. Books and reading, libraries full of man-made philosophy. God said, I'm going to destroy all of that, Robert. The intelligence of the intelligent, God said, I'm going to frustrate that. Individuals spending decades trying to become intelligent trying to understand, and God said, at the end of the day, what I'm going to do is I'm going to frustrate that because God said there's a difference between my wisdom, saith the Lord, and the world's wisdom. There's a difference between my intelligence, saith the Lord, and the intelligence of the world. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. I'm not saying anything is wrong with getting a degree or Going to college, I've got two degrees, been to college, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, remember what God says. Remember what God says. I've heard cases of individuals, Christians that have gone to colleges and universities and listened at the wisdom of the wise and the intelligence of the intelligent and start doubting what the Bible says. And I'm not, and there's no doubting what the Bible says now. And I remember I, I had a co-worker who was a pastor many years ago. And he was a biology teacher at the school that God had given me the privilege to teach at for many years. And one day at a teacher's meeting, I was a young teacher and he had been there for a number of years and was a pastor. And I asked him, I asked him, Pastor Burnett, I said, uh, as a Christian, how is it you teach uh, Darwinism or, you know, different different things? He looked at me and I'll never forget. It was, it was very profound. He said, uh, Mr. Bryant, I teach Darwinism as what it is. A theory, you know. In other words, he was saying to me, not that he was presenting Darwinism as the truth or as 
uh, as if it was right or as if it, it was just a theory. A theory is just an organized set of ideas. It, it, uh, the end of it, this is what somebody thinks. This is what Darwin thought. Not that he was saying it was true. You know, well, God's, God's word is true. All kind of theories. Pythagorean had a theory. Darwin had a theory, organized set of ideas. Oh, okay, that, that's what you think. That's what you you came up with. Not that it's necessarily the truth. You said, Apostle, what are you letting us know? All these theories that men have come up with that are not in line with God's word, God said, I'm going to destroy that wisdom, Robert. All them that think they are intelligent because they know different theories that men and women have come up with. God said, the intelligence of the intelligent. I'm, God said, I'm going to frustrate all that, Robert. People are going to be asking the question. Look at verse 20, and we're about to close. Where's the wise person? Where's the teacher of the law? Where's the philosopher of this age? Has not God made what? Foolish, the wisdom of the world. So I want to encourage you, my brother, and encourage you, my sister. Don't get don't get too caught up in the wisdom of this world. God gonna frustrate all of that. God gonna destroy all of that. Get yourself caught up, tangled up in the word, the wisdom, the intelligence of God. God's got an intelligence. That's far and above greater than the intelligence of men and women. God's got a wisdom that's far and above the wisdom of men and women. God's got philosophy that's far and above the philosophy of men and women. Jesus said it like this, and the Lord is bringing this in my spirit. And the Lord says, Robert, prepare to close. The words that I speak unto you. This is what Jesus told his hearers 2,000 years ago. The words, what? That I speak unto you. Jesus said, look, I'm not saying your mama's words. I'm not saying your daddy's words necessarily. I'm not saying your sister or your brother's words or your father or your mother's words. Jesus said the words that I speak unto you. They are spirit. And they are what? Life. I want to encourage you, my brother. Encourage you, my sister. Get yourself tied and tangled up in the words that Jesus, the words that God is speaking to us. So that we don't have to be, what's the topic of today's message? Look how God has tied this thing up real nice in a real nice package. So that we don't have to be a part of those who are perishing. Give us a closing song. Hosanna, blessed be the rock, and let the God of our salvation be his altar. Hosanna, blessed be the rock, and let the God of our salvation be exalted.
us through email at https colon forward slash forward slash t-h-a-d-f-g dot wixsite.com forward slash t-c-c-c-w-w feel free to join us on TalkShoe, facebook youtube and itunes daily on facebook join us on robert bryant on youtube join us on the christian center church channel we can even be reached by phone at plus two five two five two five four seven 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 Donations should be sent by using the donation button on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I can't get the uh,
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.